This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at discounttire.com. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really going to have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast, edition number 52 of the 2021-22 season. Joining myself, Omer, is my regular co-host, Mickey Simpson. You right, pal? Yes, mate. All good to you. Not bad, Tar. Eight games undefeated, five clean sheets in a row. Mill were on fire. And um, obviously, we need to get some G up and obviously, you know, get overconfident. So we've got Kyle with us as well. You right, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, mate. How was your Wednesday? Mine wasn't too bad. Yeah, I mean, Mill won 2-0 and uh, made it really easy against a high-flying Huddersfield team who were 17 games on being going into it, Kai, I'm pretty sure, no? Yeah. yeah and they have beaten from November. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 17, 17 league games unbeaten. Uh, Huddersfield came to town. First 10 minutes of the game, I was thinking, shit, what's happening here? But we'll talk more about the game, obviously, in part one of the show. Uh, before we carry on, obviously, we just wanted to touch on uh, a sad statement pop- popped out earlier this evening from Mill and... Uh, Sad, untimely death of Paul Jiggins, club journalist from the Sun, Mickey. Um, obviously, really devastated to hear the news, and obviously, someone that done a podcast with the club and devastated to hear the news. Really, yeah, Paul was a good fella. Um, I met Paul during the region, um, and he gave us advice, gave us help getting stories out there, um, out white press statements, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yeah, me, Paul, and Nick are him untold. I mean, Paul went on to be one of his best mates. At, at Millwall, so yeah, you know, um, heart, heartfelt condolences go out to his family, um, his daughter, um, and obviously his friends as well. We knew him well. I didn't know him that well. Last time I saw him was um, at Peterborough, and I hadn't seen him probably before that for a year or two. Um, but it's always pleasant, always nice. Um, he was always on the forums, always had a view, proper, proper journalist, you know, stuck by his, um, his words. But yeah, no, he's um, 
yeah, gone way too early. Fifty years old is uh, is not old at all. So uh, yeah. Yeah, part of our condolences go obviously to the family and obviously the Mill nice touch as well. And um, I think Mill have done a nice touch. And I mean, Kai, yeah. obviously you're relatively new into the journalist thing, but I remember you telling me a few weeks ago you've bumped into Jigo a couple of times, and you said he was really welcoming and a, a really nice guy, and really obviously a nice person to chat to and stuff, and made you feel welcome in the press box. No, absolutely. I only saw him two weeks ago. I saw the statement this afternoon. I'm sh- uh, absolutely shocked and. Just yeah, just a really pleasant guy. Um, really, you know, always willing to give you advice, help, and stuff, and help you know, help you know, teach you teach you things. And yeah, just a really lovely bloke. So yeah, it's really sad. Um, and I thought the statement and the uh, renaming the media suite of uh, the Paul Jiggins media suite was a a really nice touch by the club. Definitely, and I think that's shared by the whole you know footballing world, so to speak, and a lot of reaction online to it. So yeah, we'll try our best, obviously, to carry on with the show today. But obviously, just you know, really uh, sad news to hear today. But we'll try and go on to the first part of the show now and talk all things Mill to Huddersfield nil. Huddersfield nil. Right, welcome to the first part of the show, Kai. As I said there, mate, Mill to Huddersfield nil. Five clean sheets on the bounce and two form teams again going into the game. And God almighty, weren't we good last night, mate? Try and take me through that game and relive it, really, because I can't believe it still thinking about it. We weren't bad, were we? I mean, no. it wasn't a bad performance. I mean, <laughs> no, no. Could have done better. Yeah. <laughs> first, first 10 minutes was like obviously shaky. They overran us in the midfield. Lewis O'Brien, Dwayne Holmes and um, I think John Russell. With Jonathan Hogg behind, they just seem to um, just outnumber us a little bit. And Billy and Sav had a bit of their work cut out. But after that, I felt the midfield duo of, of Savile and, and Billy really adapted really well to that. Um, they just they just seemed to close the gap off they were getting into before. They were getting in way too easily through the middle and down down the flanks, especially if Danny Ward was was seeing a lot of the ball. And he, mm-hmm. he you know he's, he's got a really good eye for goal at the moment. Um, so it was important to cut that off. They did, and I think after that, there was, it was one way traffic the whole match. Um, yeah, they every time we went forward, we looked dangerous. Bennett looked forward. Uh, Bennett looked Bennett looked dangerous. Uh, Jed looked dangerous, and Mason Bennett also. Um, they it was just sheer pace, and they just couldn't handle us. They kept giving. They gave the ball away a couple of times, and I think it gave Millwall a little bit of a um, gave Millwall encouragement. And from then on, they just they just looked the, the well. We just looked the better team. I think two goals really well taken from Bennett. I think we could have had you know hatful more. Um, maybe one or two he potentially should have done better with, but the other two or three was just absolutely fantastic keeping from the from Lee Nichols in the Huddersfield goal. I was so shocked to see him save the one right at the end was a really good save. One off uh, Ballard was a it was a superb save, and then mm-hmm. we should have had a penalty as well. So yeah, we could have won. I, I personally think five or six, but um, two nil, two nil will do. And um, yeah, it was just really good, really good performance, especially in front of the cameras as well. Shows the whole. Hold the whole league, the whole, you know, whole country, what Mill were about, and, and and we're coming for them. Well summed up, mate, to be honest. And I think, Mickey, I mean, let's talk about it. Obviously, you know, like I said, going to the game, we were two form sides in the division. And obviously, Huddersfield haven't lost in 17 games going into the game last night. And, you know, w- no excuses, of course. But I thought going to the game, if we do well to get a point from it, you know, just keep the momentum going. God almighty, was I wrong, mate. And obviously, if I be getting two, can't play on Saturday, which is obviously, you know, a Mill luck as it goes. But... What a game, mate, and what performance against a really high-flying side in Huddersfield at the moment? Yeah, no, um, absolutely. I think the the thing that showed with there is, am I on mute? No, you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, 
give me some enthusiasm. I mean, talk like he was on Talk Sport Fame the other day, which obviously we uploaded as a podcast. So, you know, you talk like he was on Talk Sport. Come on, Mickey. You, you was uh, all panache there. Give us something. Panache, yeah, because I had to think without swearing, because I think we got a couple of comments again. How Mickey didn't manage to say the word cunt is unbelievable, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> I just, to me, I think it just showed yesterday the the commitment of the team and the players and obviously the the practice they've obviously done in the week and read how Huddersfield was going to play and Huddersfield tried to play that way, but we'd obviously planned around it to shut it down. And okay, it took 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes to actually start that operation. But as soon as they'd done it, Huddersfield become useless. They just looked as if we'd, we'd you know, put their fire out. Um, and, and they couldn't really do a lot. There was a few chances, but we were just, you know, we'd defend as a team on the ball, we'll attack as a team. Some of the passing going on there was eight, nine, ten bits of passing to get the ball around. The ball was banging around fucking gorgeous last night, and it just shows you really what that team is capable of doing really every week. Um, and coming into this part of the season now is is he's starting to make you believe um, with the players we've got coming back, I suppose it's in the position now as well. When the players are coming back, does he play them or does he keep the ones we're playing at the minute? Because you know, at the moment, you don't want to rock the boat too much. But uh, they were just fucking superb yesterday. Um, Definitely, I think um, from start to finish. Your thoughts there is all, almost what I had walking out of the den yesterday, and I was saying to my mates was walking out of the den, den that like this is the benchmark now. This is the benchmark of you know obviously we're eight unbeaten, five clean sheets on the bounce. And, you know we're not going to see the goal in seven hours, which is remarkable. And you know fast rewind it back to ten games ago, we wouldn't have thought this was possible. But you know the form's been great. I think it's seven clean sheets in the last nine as well. And I think this clearly just kind of underlines the benchmark now. You know, like, like we said, the first ten minutes, I think you know unchanged team from us. Obviously, we're kind of forced into that situation. Um, at times, Danny Ward was, you know, probably could have scored two in the first 10 minutes, like Kai touched on earlier. And there was a couple of times thinking, God, this is going to be, we're going to be in for a long night. But after that 10 minute point, it just seemed to click. And what I was impressed with most is, like you say, there, Mickey, we backed ourselves to play out the press because obviously Huddersfield, you know, Colbrand's the ex Leeds United Bielsa manager, assistant manager. And obviously, he's got that kind of pedigree of trying to press and play on the front foot. But we backed ourselves. And I thought, all the defence did their bit. All the attackers did their bit. A phobie scored two, could have scored seven, like Kai said. And I think, you know, Kai, like I was saying there, like it was, whilst we've still got the injuries and stuff, we just seem to be defying the odds constantly. And as you mentioned, in front of the Sky cameras, it felt like a real mill performance, but also at times a bit of class going forward, like Mickey said there. And what else could you ask for as a mill fan last night? No, you couldn't have asked for much more. It was absolutely superb. Um, part of my family members who... Have sort of been, they've been quite uh, negative about about Millwall, even in this eight match unbeaten run. Um, my uncle and uh, his son, they've you know, I keep putting on the WhatsApp group, good performance again, and they're like, nah, nah, I'm still not happy about this. Put on the WhatsApp group, something like that was not too bad, was it? And then they came back and put May renew my season ticket now. So, you know, they, they are, you know, I feel like they're softening a little bit. Um, but no, it was a, it was a really good performance. Really, you know, the, the the crowd really got behind them as well. Um, even in that ten minute spell, they they really encouraged them, and I think that was potentially a, a big factor in terms of swaying the the momentum. Um, yeah. The Millwall, Millwall players were really well supported last night in terms of the crowd really, you know, giving them that boost. And I like Twitter beforehand. Well, I feel like the the the, the key battle was down the left. Uh, Scott Malone and Sorba Thomas. I mean, at, at the we, you know, we were there, weren't we, at Huddersfield? And Sorba Thomas ran Scott Malone ragged all day. 
mm-hmm. if if he would have been gutted with his performance there, he more than made up for it. I feel like I'm repeating Gary's quotes here after the game, but um, but he was he was really good, and he, everything he did going forward, he showed energy, he showed um, just desire to get to get back, um, and just he just kept working so hard. He, he just got down that left hand side so easy. They showed after the match on Sky. I came back and, and watched it as we said before. I came back and watched the whole thing. Love doing that after after this game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we lose, but if we win, I'm I'm, I'm all over it. But um, with with Scott Malone, there was times where Sorber Thomas and Scott Malone like they're 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 neck and neck in terms of running where they are. And you look two three seconds later, and Malone's twenty yards in front of him, and that just shows the the, the energy and the pace he has. And he was linking up so well with Mason Bennett, especially in the first half. He had a couple of chances as well. And yeah, that, I think that was a real, real key battle there, and Malone won it, and I think that that helped us get forward on the pitch on that side. Definitely, I thought also like I actually thought it was Malone's best game in a long while. I think he's been quite good and a steady Eddie at times. He played on Saturday, could have scored, you know, obviously missed control. We obviously didn't do a show afterwards to kind of talk about that, but apparently played for illness and you know wanted to be there in a sense, and obviously contributed still to another clean sheet. But going forward yesterday, I think we're talking about the slick passes. He was involved in a lot of that where. At times, the flicks won't come off. But yesterday, everything he'd done kind of paid off. And I thought it was his best game of the season, really, for Malone. I, I can't... Obviously, last season, during lockdown, he had a couple of good games. Sheffield Wednesday, six in the memory, where he scores that goal and he lobs it over, Gascoigne-esque, and finishes. But I felt like, Mickey, like Malone in particular, he's offering... You know, he's, he's 31, 32 years of age. And he's a player that, you know, second spell at then. We spoke about him last season. He's one of the standout players. But this time around, he's been top draw, I thought, in the last couple of games, especially last night. Revenge. That's what I think last night was. I think it was resettling the score from um, when we went up to Peterborough. And I think it was the... Huddersfield. Huddersfield even, sorry. Um, And it was just fucking Peterborough. Fucking hell. It's because I was was looking at Peterborough all day today with fucking my firms there. But yeah. Um, And and I think it's just, you know, I think it was just, we're just going to turn it over. We're not going to have anything. We're just going to go. I mean... Um, it just, uh, I don't know, there's something what clicked yesterday. It just looked as if it took that little bit and then all of a sudden it was as if, you know, there was like a a, a brush over the, the entire um, team and the crowd just suddenly come on board and the team come on board as a, as a joint. And it, there was no way it looked as if we were going to lose that game. From, from that nice. moment on, it was as if, that was it. It was if there was something written and we were just not going to lose that game for, for love nor money. I think we could, you know, we could have kicked the ball away every fucking time we got it. And I still don't think we'd have lost that game. Midweek nights under the lights at the den. Bit of a tongue twister, that one. But that's what you live for as a Mill fan. I think, you know, obviously a lot was made about Saturday getting a full house den and we need that back in towards the end of the season. But give me last night over any kind of outing, you know, 12, 13,000 fans there. Everyone that turns up week in, week out. And they support that team. There's a real unity, Kaya. And obviously, we're eight games unbeaten, which is going to help drastically with this. And, you know, we're getting big followers in away games. And I'm sure we'll have a massive following on Saturday, which I hope for Stoke. Um, and obviously, Reading, you know, big following there as well. Sold out our location. Luton, we've sold out our location. But the unity, suddenly, between the, the players and the fans and the management, it always seems off the same hymn shit at the moment. And that's just breeding so much confidence in this team. And I think that's what kind of contributed to that output of last night's performance, mate. I think there's a massive connection there at the moment because the players are giving their all and fans mm-hmm. can see that. I think before maybe there was a few, you know, question marks whether the players really wanted it, really were working hard enough. And, you know, as fans, we, you know, not we're not going to tolerate that. But now they're starting to really show that desire and, and, and willingness to, to work for each other. 
and not just work for each other, but but play and work for the fans as well, because the fans spend you know their good money, good hard money. You know they earn the money in the week. They go to watch watch their team, and they want they at the very minimum they want to see their team put in a good performance and, and work hard. And and now now they're starting to do that. You know it's really building that 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 connection back with with the players and fans, which will will only you know take us even further. And Mickey, obviously, like, you know, with regards to our home form, I think it's, what, seven games now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, five wins and two draws in that time and only one goal against in the last seven home games, mate. And the key there, like, is obviously, you know, we've got the majority of our home games and we always say if we win our home games and draw away from home, Jackie used to say this all the time, you're going to be in the right place. And it's paying off right now. And obviously, Kai touched on Neil Harris being there in the punditry studio yesterday. He said... We all need 72 points probably to get into the playoffs. That was before the game. That's 15 more points for our next 27 available. I mean, big ask. Who knows? But if you win your home games, we've got five left at home. We'll be in there. And that form is going to be something that we just need to keep going with after the international break, mate. 100%. And also, I think when um, when I was on Talk Sport the other day with um, with them two, with Cassinet, that I said that it, there's something which gelled since Jed come back. Since when when Jed comes when when Jed had come back mm-hmm. and obviously we had all that uncertainty around is he going is he not and is he really injured and and all of this sort of stuff all of a sudden he's come back and I don't know it's as if you know he's he's brought something with him and he's shared it out amongst the team because the team just seems to suddenly have gone you know something what we've used on these shows plenty of times before it's as if that team has suddenly understood what playing for Millwall is all about. And they now understand that they leave everything on the pitch. Uh, and as fans, we won't ever ask for any more. Regardless if we win, lose or draw, we will never ask for any more if they give us everything on that pitch. And for the last eight games, seven, eight games, they've done that every game. Um, they've They've given us... Everything what we've wanted and made it interesting football. And another thing what I said on there was that it's nice to be able to look forward to the next game rather than going, oh, for fuck's sake, we're playing again on Saturday. Hopefully he won't play five at the back. It's so fucking piss poor. You know, it's piss boring and all this. And now it's like, we're going, hopefully we get a sellout of Stoke, but it is an awful long way um, to go. And it's, you know, it's not a great journey, but I hope we'll see. But, you know, at the moment, I can. I, I honestly think you can. You can start to believe it, it, it's it's possible. Um, whether wait, or not we do or not, but but I don't think it's been a long time since I've seen the manager, the players, and all the fans connected. Do you know what I mean? Even the players, social media—they're getting involved. They're getting great comments. They're getting interactions, and I just, I. I I just to think coin, it's, a, it's a good to, time. To play podcast bingo, you know, to, to that Nottingham Forest away game two years ago, roughly around the same time of year, it felt like that a lot after that game. And we was like, right, that's it. Nine games to go. Let's go and get it. And it, it feels eerily similar now, Kai. Like, this is it. Like, the unity on the pitch is being replicated off the pitch with the fans in the stands. And like... This is like I feel like I'm meant to rhyme another uh, line here, but I'm not. But you know, it's the, the it's, it's it is a football and poetry moment here where we won't. If we lose on Saturday, obviously we'd be devastated. The run's over, but it's more to it than just that. Like there's been a turning point, and Mickey said obviously about you know five at the back, nine games ago we was all saying we need to change it. 
of course, it's a hindsight now, it's great to say, but there's definitely been a change with the way we play, where we're kind of on the front foot a bit more. Jed Wallace returning is the key crucial factor for that for me as well. And obviously that was illustrated in the goal yesterday. And I think he even took the set piece leading up to the goal for the second. So, but what I'm trying to say is, Kai, like the unity there is, it's unrivaled, isn't it? And when you get a real momentum going, like we did against Nottingham Forest that time where that performance matched the players and the fans, it's, it's, a, it's an unstoppable force, I feel like. And who knows where we'll end up, mate? But it, it, whilst we're in the moment, enjoy it as long as I. Absolutely, I think you've 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 said exactly what. But also, if you if you look back, it was quite interesting last night. I think last night ahead of last night was going to be game week thirty seven. Forest was game week thirty seven. I think it was the, the home form is exactly the same. I think it's neck and neck before last night, and it was so close to being a, like, a bit of a deja vu moment because we beat Forest three 0 and Smith scored a hat trick. We, we nearly beat um, Huddersfield last night 3-0 and, uh, and a striker, another striker did he scored a hat-trick. So it could have been... Also, a common denominator from that, just to butt in, Mason Bennett was crucial in that, in that Nottingham Forest yeah. win at the time. And he was unbelievable yesterday as well, Bennett. And he's someone that we need to keep wrapped in cotton wool because obviously, especially going to Saturday's game, no Bennett for Phobie, we've spoken about because he can't play against Stoke. But Bennett seems to just found a home, hasn't he, Mickey, in this side where like... He's unplayable. Like and the yesterday at times, especially the build up to a few of the chances that Phobie had, he, he was crucial in pretty much everything we'd done yesterday, which was good along with Malone down that left hand side, wasn't he? Yeah, and it and it there's there is you know, the team of the 87, 88 where they went up, um and, and it comes to the end part of the season where they started making, you know, a big run for it. And obviously you had certain players in there who started sticking out and behaving well. And it's the same with this team. They're, they're, the team seems to be gelled and no one seems to be with Bennett. Nothing seems to scare him now. Do you know what I mean? He will just go for anyone and he will leave it. You know, he'll leave everything on that pitch. Some of the tackles he goes in and some of the times you see him go out and he just carries on and you're just thinking like fucking blokes a monster. Do you know what I mean? He's an absolute machine. Um, and, and yeah, I think our mentality, the way we are, um, I think he just loves all of that. Do you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I just think he's really, really coming in to be one of our own. Um, and yeah, you know, let's just wrap him in cotton wool. Um, but that team, that team is connected. That team get on well. That team has got something to prove. Um, and we'll wait and see. I'd rather have Jed stay with us in the Premiership if we can ever dream that far ahead um, than go somewhere else. But Hey-ho, it'd be good fun if we got there for one season, wouldn't it? Indeed. I mean, and lastly, Kai, you spoke about, obviously, about earlier when we went to the show about George Savile and him and Mitchell in particular. I think Rowett mentioned him after the game saying George in particular is the most quality he's shown in a long while since he's been here, really. And he was, I mean, unbelievable, especially in the second half, I felt like. He just grew into it and kind of dominated the midfield. And he seems to be kind of having more and more of an effect further forward in the pitch as well, I feel like, Savile. And he's almost kind of replicating what he was under Harris in a sense, but his role is a bit different, obviously. He can't get his forward as much. And I think Wright said that, you know, he plays in the midfield too. We initially, we brought him hopes to play in midfield three. And he thought about playing that yesterday as well, actually, I think Wright said yesterday after the game. But that you can see there, like, Savile is, like, turning in performances now that are just kind of crucial in, in what we're doing at the moment. Better. No, Savile's no, great. Um, he's just, he's just so much, he's got so much quality on the ball. He's experienced. He knows when to, when to perhaps go down, when to stay on his feet, um, when to find that pass, when to, you know, try and maybe hold the ball a little bit more. 
And I think he's going to be key. Him and Billy Mitchell are going to be key for these remaining games. Keith Bell was doing so well, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And we were raving about him. And obviously, he, he'll hopefully come back very soon. But Sav's come back into the side and he's just made it, he's made it that place his own. Mm-hmm. He's just brilliant. And I think he's just started to show that form that we were all hoping for at the start of the season. Why he didn't do it then, you know, is, you know, it's still questions to be to be answered in terms of maybe, was it because he got COVID? Because he got COVID just before the season, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the whole team, to be honest, at the start of the season. I, so, I, yeah, I, I, I think all that team... Anymore anyway. We're no, no, I'm not. I'm, listen, I'm not talking about COVID. I just think no player in that team wants to be out of that team. No. Yeah. Right now, every single one of them is playing for that number on the back and they're going, oh, I'm, I'm here, I'm not, I'm not moving. You know, well, no one's going to take my yeah. position. Except for Phobia, who has yeah. to move out on Saturday. <laughs> well, that's just the thing, like, question to you guys, like, well, I was talking to my granddad about this earlier. I was like, you know, he's immense for us. Obviously, he's our captain when he's on the pitch, Hutchinson. But Ballard has come back in and been like absolute rock like he was at the start of the season. You know, I obviously love Hutch. And, but with Malone's playing so well, Murray Wallace is unlikely to go to left back now because Malone's playing so well. Who do you drop in that back three if when, when, when Hutchinson comes back? I've got no idea. Until you oh. don't concede a goal, you don't drop any of them, I don't think. Because, no. like, the, the form they're on, and you're right about Ballard in particular, like, a part of me is thinking, is he, if Hutchinson comes back soon, is he going to manage his minutes a bit more? Or he's on a risk of an injury? Obviously, he picked up against Blackburn. But Ballard in particular yesterday, like, he just has that quality on the ball. And when we're trying to play through the lines and try and play out the press, he's perfect at that. And also, with Jed, like, pick up the space in the 10 position, like, the formation as it is and the play, the format, how it works, it's perfect. And, you mentioned there about Sav obviously pick up a thousand stuff. That was the one thing I, I loved most about him in his first spell with us, or second or third spell. I can't remember how many spells he's had at this point. Um, but you know, the last spell he had with us before he went, it weren't necessarily the goals, it was the know-how in midfields and covering the ground in the right spaces. And he just seems to be doing that again. And I think you're right, like if Hutch comes back, if even Ojo on the bench yesterday, Mickey, you know, like players are slowly creeping back. We didn't even expect to see Ojo yesterday didn't even need him yesterday in the end because the players out there, like you said, mate, they're doing the job and don't want to lose their position, do they? This summer, L.L. Bean invites you to simply step outside and enjoy the fresh air and sunshine. We'll be your guide with tips and advice to get more out of every moment outdoors. Here's one. On your next camping trip, turn a headlamp into a lantern in five seconds. Strap the headlamp around an empty, clear water bottle or milk jug and turn it on. The soft white light will brighten up a tent. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit LLB. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Dot com slash guide. On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. No, but Ballard, I mean, I remember before Ballard joined us, when we sat there and we, you know, we were sharing a few videos between us and he was always that last man of defence. He, he always put himself in that position to stop. And, you know, you might as well give the fucker a pair of gloves, mate, because he, he does just as many saves as, as Bart does. He's unbelievable for us. Um, and he's definitely a player you'd love to keep going forward, but whether or not we do or not, I don't know. But, yeah, and Savile, I think Savile's starting to show class now better than what we've seen him previous. I think he's he's matured a lot. I think he's definitely going the right way. And as each game comes on, um, he's superb. But the one player we ain't even mentioned yet, mate, is Murray Wallace. What a oh. fucking, what a player that bloke he's is. Just two Cruyff turns a game. And they're <laughs> outrageous. Every, every single game I'm tweeting, that is outrageous, Murray Wallace. Like, I just do it. I might as well have it saved in, in a file just to get it out of the game. Put him. You probably have. I probably have, yeah. I, I don't. It's, I put, I've got one in drafts, though. So It's just, I mean, the thing with Murray, with Murray is that when you think he, can, he can't get any better, and then he comes out and he does. And I think this year's battle, really, between player of the year is going to be between him and Bart. Can Bart win it for the third year in a row like no one's ever done before? Or is you know, or are we going to see the first year where it gets split between two players? Nah, I think at this point everyone's going to get to Murray Wallace. I agree with you about Bart. His form's been incredible recently. And it just seems to be right in time for the Player of the Year vote and stuff. Don't get me wrong, but Murray Wallace. And I think also it's worth saying with Murray Wallace. He's also one of them players when he initially signed. It was him and Leonard, and obviously he was a struggling middle team at the time. And you know, Leonard's I think would have been in the sh- would have been in the shout of getting Player of the Year this year if he was still playing every game. And then Murray Wallace as well, like. When they both came in, they were a bit of, uh, not boo boys, but we are quick to be critical of players and we sign them. And he was in that category where playing a back four, is he a left back for Harris or is he a centre-half for Harris? We're not really sure. And this left side centre-half role in the back five, it's just made for him. It's perfect. He's got a bit of pace in the sense that, and he also likes to carry the ball a bit and he's unorthodox the way he does it, but he's just what every middle fan loves to see, really, and epitomises. And he just gives his all doesn't he kind that yeah. what else what else do you need to see from him really i think unless he scores a goal from 50 yards on saturday that is i think he's 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 um he's number one elect for the play of the year surely he should well, be in scotland team though shouldn't he he scored a hat-trick didn't he yeah, yeah but the, the thing about murray is i'd love to see it i reckon he i reckon he could play it but he i reckon he'd be brilliant at it and maybe not brilliant but he, i reckon he'd do well i'd love to see him play in midfield like <laughs> if, yeah, honestly if we if like one of the players are out for a game and we didn't have a we had struggle with him. I reckon he'd be so he's just he's an absolute machine. He gets up and down, up and down. He would put tackles in. He's got a good little pass on him now. 
Oh, but I reckon he'd be great. Play him up front. Anywhere he plays, <laughs> he'd be superb, I guarantee you. I find myself saying it at times in games, like, he could play anywhere and do a job. Like, he is that sort of player, definitely. And I think we're right to name-check him. I feel like we could name-check every player that played yesterday. But, you know, we do probably need to call it at that. But I think... Yeah, I mean, who would you mind the match yesterday, Kai, apart from Afobi? <laughs> oh, well, the funny thing is, Afobi got the highest score, I think, on who scored this year. Right, like really? 9.71 or something. What, for a middle player or in general? No, in general, I think. Nice. Fair enough. High. Apart from, if you, well, so apart from Afobi, I'll go Malone. Afobi got it, though, didn't he? Afobi yeah, Afobi's the easy shout because he scored two goals. That's why I said to try and change up a little bit. But Afobi yeah. was top draw yesterday. And I think also his hold-up play was good at times yesterday, Afobi, which he's not known for. But there's been a lot of criticism about him, obviously, after the weekend game. He had a chance late on and stuff, isn't it, Mickey? But he seems to, I think in the front two, with him and Bennett, it does work where there's two mobile forwards to play off each other, bring each other into the game. And it, it does seem to work in that sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I think he's got enough space to be able to, you know, hang around and, and do bits and pieces. But when he wants to run at him, he fucking, he's got enough space to run. And and he reads Bennett. Him and Bennett just seem to read each other so fucking well. You know, like on the first goal, Bennett took a shot, okay, the deflection, but Fabi was there ready to pounce. And, he, and both his goals yesterday were cracking. His second one was, you know, on that turn, was fucking superb. He knew where that was going in before he hit it. You know, um, the rest of us thought he was going to be sky high over the bar, but he knew where it was going to go and, and went. Um, so, yeah, but no, every every player yesterday, I think, deserves to mention they were cracking. I mean, it's probably one of the only games where we probably scored nine, ten out of each player. Uh, I don't think there was a player really, apart from maybe if you scored low would be Bart, because I think as, as Kai and... Um, Alex said in the match review yesterday in the match match report that after about 31 minutes, Bart didn't touch the fucking ball. Mm. Definitely. And I think also, Kai, we're a bit kind of, we need to pat ourselves on the back a little bit here. This time last week, we said we were going to beat Middlesbrough quite comprehensively. We didn't, but we said we were due a damn performance like that. And we got it yesterday, didn't we? And we knew it was coming. And I mean, now, Kai, we're two points off the playoffs, mate. Go on, talk us into some positivity here, mate. I'm, and... just, packing, I'm just packing my trunks away here for Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to need him at this point. No, I, um, I, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But I mean, the, the 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 players, Gary, they refuse to talk about him. Gary said yesterday that he doesn't even know what when asked about the playoffs. I think Alex asked him. He said, "Oh, playoffs." He said, "Are they are we talking about them yet?" He goes, "Don't even know what division we're in." And so I thought that was that was very funny, and he was he laughed when as he walked away and stuff, but. I think it's just a good mentality to have, really. Like, don't put expectation on the players. I think freedom, you know, I think that's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to keep it quite quiet, quite... They're just going about their business quietly. And, you know, if teams... take That that like, that last night was a bit... Was a statement to the rest of the league. That mm-hmm. win. That was a statement that Mill were there and Mill were a good side. They can beat Huddersfield. Fulham lost to Huddersfield the other day. You know, West Brom got... You know, West Brom managed to nick a couple goals back, but... Hey, obviously West Brom did beat Fulham the other day, but West Brom are not that great either. But they beat Fulham, and that that was a statement win for them. We beat Fulham, uh, we beat Huddersfield, so we did, did beat Fulham. God, that'd be definitely. Fun. And Mickey, obviously, credit to um, Rowan and Sense here because I thought there's going to be one change he's going to make here. What's he going to do with it? But he goes light for light, keeps the shape, and we still looked for threat after yeah. Yuri came on a couple of times. Yeah. He was, you know, down the left hand side, could have scored himself a couple of opportunities. And I think he could have passed that though, couldn't he? But yeah. 
easy for uh, easy for us to move through on a, a defender towards the end of the game, or try to change shape a little bit and try and get a bit more defensive. Or, but he persevered with the setup, and we got the know, That's what we asked for as well, isn't it? From yeah. Do you know what last night looked like? It, it looked like those training videos. What we've been taking the piss out of of Rowett, where Rowett was talking about getting a ball, quickly pass it on, go off for support, quickly pass support, quickly pass support. And at certain parts in the game last night, that's how they played. Straight through the middle, fast, tap-tap football, you know, one-twos, getting it, knocking it around. And he looked as if he's enjoying his football at the minute. Do you know what I mean? He just, you know, regardless of the rumours, oh, you know, he don't do this, don't do that. You know, whatever the rumours are, I couldn't give a fuck. Whatever camp you're in, I couldn't give a fuck. But he, he looks as if he's enjoying it. Something's working because every single one of those players look like they're enjoying the football. And you know what? While they're enjoying the football, mate, and we're getting the results, what we're doing, the only person who scored against us is one of our own, and that's Jake Cooper. So, you know, that, that says a lot about who we are as a team at the minute, mate, when, you know, even look at 10 games, 12 games ago, we would have been quite happily sitting there moaning like fuck about the performance, moaning like fuck about Gary or this or that. But now, hey ho, mate, we're we're there. And can we believe? Um, don't know. Okay, well, no Gary, Gary's fiftieth win as well, wasn't it? Was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Out of hundred and twenty-two, twenty-nine games, didn't he? He's had fiftieth win. I bet. I bet the Premiership board and the FA right now, mate, are fucking contingency plans are being planned because. The refs they're giving us at the minute, mate, don't seem to be helping their plan, do they? So I think a few more shocking ref decisions we're going to be having over the next few games. But hey-ho, mate. It's... uh and for it at the moment, so we keep going. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, I'm sure the rest of the championship is looking over their shoulder at us coming because we all are coming. So, yeah, I think that brings an end, obviously, to the first part of the show. Second part, we're going to be talking all things Stoke away and hopefully nine on beating. Let's go into that now. Welcome back to the second part of the show. We will travel to the Bet365 or the Britannia, whatever you want to call it, stadium against Stoke City. Um, Stoke winless in their last nine games, 10 games, I think they've got it, Kai. Uh, you probably correct me and tell me what it is exactly, but what are you expecting on Saturday at Bet365 Stadium, mate? Um, a- another Millwall performance from like last night, I think. Um, roll goes on. Stoke played last night in, in Wales, lost 2 1 to, to Stevie Morrison's side. Um, Again, when a goal went, went a goal above, uh, when a goal ahead, I think there was a stat this morning. I saw that in all their games, they've they, with their winless run, they've um, they've gone ahead five times and they've they've lost the lead. So you know, even if they do go a goal ahead, it's still it's still to play for. I feel like on Saturday, we've still got that chance. But the question is, are we going to concede? Yeah, true. And obviously, they went ahead against us, didn't they? Early in the season, yeah. when felt like a turning point, where we went to four four two, didn't we? For that twenty minute spell. Um, Bradshaw scored twice, and obviously news about him is he's available for Saturday, isn't he, mate? Albeit probably from the bench, I imagine, from Saturday's game. Yeah, yeah. Gary, Gary said last night he's hoping to have him available on Saturday uh, on the bench. He said Ojo was only could only do about fifteen minutes last night. That's why he didn't really. He said he only really wanted to bring him on if he needed him. Uh, I'm assuming Bradshaw probably if he you know hoping he is, hopefully he is on the bench and hopefully. But as he said, it's probably going to be about the similar sort of situation with Bradshaw. It's about getting bodies back and, you know, hoping to be able to change the game in that little sharp, short, short, sharp bursts. If we can, you know, we can bring him on 15 minutes at the end and he can do a little job for us, then brilliant. And yeah, hopefully he'll be back on the bench. Uh, I think 
earlier in the week that Hutchins has had a little bit of a relapse. Um, but nothing serious, just he won't be available on Saturday. He's supposed to be available at some point on Saturday. Um, but international break after the international break again for him. Other than that, it's three or four ball bodies back after the international break. So we're, we're nearly back. We're nearly back to, to full strength again. Not bad, is it? I think, um, I wonder, Mickey, I mean, obviously, no phobia available on Saturday. Bradshaw's just coming back from his injury. I don't think, I think it'd be a game too soon for Bradshaw. And obviously, a couple of weeks after the international break, maybe we'll see him. Um, what are you expecting, Mickey, from um, that lineup on Saturday? Obviously, the one change we've got to make is maybe Bury comes in, maybe, I imagine. I mean, obviously, Evans is injured as well. I think he's got a hamstring injury. I don't know how far away he is. It'd be interesting if, um, Bury comes in, how he'll do Saturday. I think obviously he's had a couple of games out now, probably chomping it a bit to come back in and do a job. Yeah, he looked exciting last night when he came on. He's got some fucking pace on the boy. Um, yeah, I think I think him and Bennett up front, possibly with Jed sitting behind him, um, will probably work. Uh, and then maybe 65, 70 minutes in, um, maybe bring Bradders on and watch him score a hat-trick or something. Do you know what I mean? Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't I seen a lot of Stoke Kai, but I know from obviously when I've seen him play before, they're still a possession-based side. And I think on Tuesday, Wednesday night, they kept a lot of possession against Cardiff. So maybe in a weird way, it might suit having Bury, Bennett and Jed there. If, if we can get the ball high up the pitch, hit them on a counter-attack, throw bodies forward quickly, like we tend to try and do so, you know, catch the likes of Sawyer's Lewis Baker out. And it could be a, a game where we score on the counter and run at a counter at the opposition, so, so to speak. Well, that's why Gary said on Saturday after the Borough game, he didn't bring Tyler Bury on against Borough. He felt like there wasn't enough space in behind for them to get, basically get in. Saturday, oh yeah, Saturday against Stoke is a, one of them ones you hope because they, they have quite a lot of ball. The ball, if you, you know, can beat them, get get past them and, and use that pace, hopefully it will work out well. No Zach Lovelace, I'm a, I don't think Lovelace will be available uh, Saturday. He injured himself for the number 17's match on, yes, Tuesday, Tuesday I think it was. Right. Um, Gary said, which is a shame, but you you have to expect that with the amount of games he's probably playing at the moment, 23s, 18s, 17s, and then obviously he's also playing for the first team every so often as well. So, yeah, it was lovely to see him last Saturday, but it's a shame he's picked up an injury. So, as you said, I think he'll be Bury, hopefully. Well, I assume so on, on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I think it's going to be a tough game, Mickey. You know, obviously Stoke, notoriously a tough place to go. Um, I think in our recent history against Stoke at their grounds, the last time we've got a win there, I'm going to tell you this because I've got it right up in front of me. Last season. But we don't count COVID, mate. I told you, we don't count COVID here. We've been oh, right. in COVID, but I'm talking about when there's fans there, it stretches all the way back to 2002. I don't count COVID, Kai. If you want, we can go. We can count COVID if you want. Was it Bennett that scored that game, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, it was uh, Murray Wallace and Bennett. There you go. But I don't, I don't count COVID, Mickey. That's me. Um, but so it's 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean, with fans there, it's, it's a tough place to go, notoriously, Stoke. And they're in a bit of a shit form at the moment. They'll be eager to obviously put it right, but they seem to be slipping away, nothing to play for in their season. So it's probably an ideal time to play them, I think, just for the international break, mate. Yeah, no, definitely. And also we're on a, you know, we're on a, a good run. Hopefully the fans will get behind. But again, it's a nightmare journey. I mean, I can't, I can't be there. I won't be even fucking watching it, I don't think, because I'll be fucking out cold. But um, yeah, I think it, I, I think if we play like we did last night, then going to Stoke um, on the mentality of what we currently have, I I think anything's possible. Um, and it'll be good to go on and get that ninth win. Um, ninth win, ninth unbeaten. be great to keep another clean sheet and, and really start to believe. Um, it'll be, you know, it'll be great to, 
to play in the next episode to thing out of 34 for Miracle Street where where they uh, they play I believe do you know what I mean I think um, we're going to call, call it the Aldo Derby I reckon because obviously you probably want us to get one over Stoke as well won't you Kai um, is it the Aldo uh, effect yeah since he's been back true I mean obviously he's had nothing to do with the playing side I'm sure of it but it's no coincidence obviously Kai you know well it is a coincidence purely but Obviously, I'm sure he would probably want us to get one over his old employers in the Aldo Derby, as I'm going to call it. Yeah, him and, and Gary. Um, yeah, he. I think he's got a love-hate relationship with Stoke fans and all, obviously, because he came there from Derby, a lot of hope, and then they blame him for a lot of the signings he made. I think a phobie for 15 million or something silly, wasn't it? Um, Woods. Sorry? Woods. Yeah, Woods for 5 million. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of money spent there <laughs> during his time there. You look at it now thinking, cool, but he's... Do you I'm know what? Looking... Looking back at that, you can understand why John Berylson and Steve Kavanaugh wanted Aldo back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're about. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be spending 15 million or 5 million and this and that. But yeah, but they've come out now. Once they've got out of that team, they've suddenly come on form. Afobi's now playing right. Um, Woods, I don't care about. I didn't care about him. They're liking Fabian fans, do they? What's that? They don't like him. They loved him at the start of the season, Woods, but they don't like him anymore. They say he's too slow on the ball. A bit like us said, we liked him at the beginning part and then he just turned into being a crook of shit. Yeah. Took the well, wages yeah. and fucking done fuck all. But I do think they're a team to get at on Saturday, Kai. Obviously, a few of their players, um, James Chester at the back, centre-half, 33 years of age, Adrian centre-half. Um, they play Ben Woolmer at right-back, who's notoriously a centre-half. He's obviously from Watford. Um, and obviously, their midfield is not necessarily the most mobile. Joe Allen, Lewis Baker, Romain Sawyers. And obviously, they've got Brown at front and Campbell, who are not bad forwards. But I think this it's a kind of a mix-and-match sort of team there at Stoke. And I feel like, like I said, the form they're in, and obviously nothing really to play for in their season, it's set up for Mills to hopefully go there and get the three points, mate. Yeah, definitely. And I, I do really hope that... I mean, I was, this could age really well, this... But I do really hope that they play Fletcher up top because I think if they play Fletcher, they'll be lobbing quite a lot of balls forward. And I do feel like that that is our ideal game, isn't it? Cooper will just win every single one, probably. Murray and Dan Ballard will, will clear up. Play Brown, they've got a little bit of pace. Jacob Brown, who's got a bit of pace um, in behind. He scored there. He scored against us last season, I believe, in the 2 1 win at the Stoke. Um, Bennett scored and Murray Wallace. So they'll be, you know, it'll be, it's, it's an exciting game because. It's one of them ones. Borough don't play on on the weekend. Forest don't play on the weekend due to FA Cup. Mm -hmm. You know, if QPR and Chef uh, QPR and Sheffield United slip up. We could be in the playoffs. Oof. So exciting time. So, how did your bet stand? By the way, is it once we're in playoffs at the end of the season where we are, or is it if we get into the playoff position, your forfeit's gone? I think it's oh. by uh, by the end of the season. Yeah. The I said we'd be in the we'd be safe and in the playoffs by the end of the season. Interesting. Does it, does it count though if if we're in the playoffs, right, and we're like level on points and we're like one point ahead or something? Just the, do I still have to do it, or do we have to be mathematically safe and get in the? If, playoffs? Finish, if we're in, if we finish season in the playoffs, there's no nothing to worry about. I think it's that's what we're Come, full, come full time at Dean Court or the Vitality Stadium, whatever they call it nowadays. As long as we're in the playoffs, you're all right. <laughs> I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Like it's a full circle this year. It goes back to the start of the season where we kind of had this hope. And this is all we want, just hope. And it's nice to be here, nine games to go, Mickey, and just have something to play for, mate. And the players, like we said at the start of the show in the first part, they're chomping it a bit. They want to stay in that side. Confidence is brewing very, very on point and to the time of we want it to. 
if we win on Saturday, you kind of don't want the international break. But at the same time, because what these players come from injury, it's a welcome addition. But you want to just keep playing games whilst this is happening, mate, don't you? Yeah, it's a bit like the Aston, the Aston Villa. Fucking hell. It's a bit like the Nottingham Forest game, um, you know, two years ago where we played it and then got hit by the COVID. Where Bingo. We, were going, we were going so far forward um, that you didn't want it to stop. And we are in that 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 point now where, you know, we could really do with the international maybe being a week, two weeks um, in the future rather than than now. But hey-ho. Um, I think the fact that it's being passed off as a good thing with injuries and stuff, it, it feels the right time. If we had a full Babel fit squad and we're at nine games unbeaten going into the international break, then you're thinking, oh, but because we've got the injuries coming back as well, it feels like a, a good chance to recharge and go again and players get a couple of weeks off. It's good. Nine nine games unbeaten, going into the international break, coming back out of it with all the players fit. Who the fuck gets in the team? But then you've got also the idea that you've got a sellout Luton away game to follow straight after the international break. That's the exciting part for me. Luton, Swansea at home, Barnsley at home, Preston away is going to be a trek, but I'm sure we'll make our numbers up there. Hull at home, Birmingham away, second to last game of the season at away. Peterborough at home. And then Bournemouth away last game of the season. It's like, you've got a bit of more if you can. Just be there. That's it. If you can do it, be there because you've got to savour it. Come on, Mickey. What's your score prediction for Saturday's game, mate? Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 3-1. Okay. Goal scorers? Um, I'm going to go Murray Wallace. Jed Wallace and Mason. Kai? Mason Bennett. 2 0. And I'm going to go. It's changed after last night. But I'm going to go 2 0. And I'm going to go Tyler. And I'm going to go George Savile from the midfield. I'm going to go 1 0. Jake there you go. Love it. Love it. I, just, I, I see it being a, a tough away performance. We're going to get over the line, though, and hopefully keep another clean sheet to keep that performance churning out and see where we end up. That That's the key there. Just keep going. And that I do feel like I'm side on the side of international breaks a good time. Players are playing a lot of games and need, you know, a couple of weeks off, like I said. But I just, I just hope we turn up on Saturday. And if we're in the playoffs on 5.30 on Saturday, Saturday night's going to be an interesting night. Let's put it that way, just to celebrate. Just that one moment we're in the playoffs, eight games to go. Just enjoy it. <laughs> um, Mickey, mate, anything else you want to put into the show before we shoot off, pal? Uh, no, we do. We we probably do the next. We do the next show. We've we've done some exciting news. We'll see coming now. We've um, we've partnershiped up with a stats company, a a, a very good um, stat company. The information out there, uh, Kai's slowly getting his head around it so we will be producing more stats um you'll see the name it's comparison is it comparisonator isn't it Nator. Compassionator. compassionator um they're a turkish company will produce stats um kai will tell you how good the stats are they're fucking superb i'm real um and we will be going that we've got an exclusive deal with those um within the mill shows so yeah Look out for that. More stuff's coming. And also get in touch if there's any stats that you want to know, get in touch because I'm sure Kai will be able to dig those stats out for you um, or Omar will be able to dig them out. I just I just put stuff on the artwork. So, uh, yeah, I, it's all double dutch to me. But, no, that's it. We'll do, do a big thing with him going forward. 
uh, maybe on the next show if I'm here. But yeah, if not, I will see you all again next Thursday, probably. Nice. Um, Mill Stato, Kai, anything you want to add to the show before you go, mate? No, mate. Um, just buzzing with, with everything we're doing at the moment. Can't tell you how I walked down the road to earlier singing Rockin' All Over the World. Here we go. Like an absolute nutter, but who cares? We won again, didn't we? So. Just the one thing, if you're not already signed up to the newsletter, it's on the pro, it's on our um, bio at the top of our Twitter feed. Join up to that because we've got a new thing coming on the days before match day. We've got a load of stats and, uh, and Kai's going to be doing a match review. So if you want to get in with that, come straight to your inbox. Uh, it's quite simple. Just sign up. I think it's just an email address. And, uh, and then you won't miss out on that. But other than that, yeah. Enjoy the weekend, boys. Um, you'll probably be doing a show on your own on Monday, possibly. Um, and then, yeah, I'll hopefully, depending how it went, I'll see you all on Thursday. That's it. Edition number 52 is a wrap. If you're new around here, be sure to like the video and subscribe. And obviously, be sure to check us out on our socials at That Mill Pods. We'll be back, hopefully, on Monday with another positive mill performance to talk about. Back shortly, guys. Cheers. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. <laughs> Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.